This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Alhamdulillahi sabigh al-ni'am wa khaliq al-insani min ba'd al-adam Alhamdu thumma alhamdu thumma alhamdu lak Hamdan kathiran tayyiban ya rabbu lak A'taytana khayran kathiran rabbana Satarta an kullil wara' uyubana Thumma salatu ba'du wa taslim Ala al-nabiy al-mustafa al-kareem I'm ala rasulillah I'll try to be quick, my brothers and sisters, as much as I can. Look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in multiple places in the Qur'an, multiple areas, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds the human being that, O son of man, take shaitan as your enemy. You know, for Allah, He can say something once, and that's it, we understand. It's in the Qur'an, if it made it to the Qur'an, we understand its importance. Take him as an enemy. He's a sworn enemy. Don't follow shaitan. Don't follow the whispers of shaitan. Allah goes to the extent saying, don't follow the footsteps of shaitan. Again and again, don't follow. Watch out. Take him as an enemy. So probably thinking, that what's shaitan got to do with the month of Ramadan? Almost every sheikh has mentioned that, you know, come the month of Ramadan, shaitan is chained away. The reality is, my brothers, shaitan has worked for centuries on this ummah and he has worked for centuries to destroy every goodness we have in this deen. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. You know, alhamdulillah, I was quite fortunate that just a few weeks ago we were in Umrah. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this possible for everyone. So we're there, we're in Umrah, and imagine, you know, you're in the holy of the holy. The holy of the holy, we're sitting in front of the Kaaba. Front of the Kaaba. You know, like there's this moment. You know, anyone that's been there knows what I'm talking about. He's sitting in front of this. It's just epic in every sense of the word. And then the Adan goes off. Imagine if the Kaaba, Shaitan has not left alone. So then the Adan goes off and then I see people stand up. And they're pulling out their phones, and I can talk about the phone all day long. But I'm thinking, you know, it's a special moment, let it be. So they're pulling out their phones, and they're standing in front of the Kaaba, and then as soon as the Adan goes off, instead of looking at the Kaaba or recording the Kaaba, they turn to their sides and they start recording this clock tower building. I just think, oh my heart, man. Even the Kaaba is not enough for the hearts of the believers. This clock tower, this monstrosity of a building. And tonight I'm not here to speak about halal and haram. I'm not speaking about halal and haram. But just, just for a moment, think deep with me. If I'm standing in front of the Kaaba, if I'm one of the very few fortunate people, look, there's almost 2 billion people, almost 2 billion Muslims on earth. Very few are selected and allowed to stand in front of the Kaaba. Yet even at that moment, while the Adan is being called, Muslims have turned and they're recording this clock tower and you should see their eyes. Look brother, look, it's glittering, it's turning green. I'm thinking, bro, you're standing in front of the Kaaba. Shaitan has worked endlessly. We go to Medina, imagine Medina, Masjid al-Nabawi, the holy of the holy. 
the holy of the holy, you're in Medina. Imagine a place, imagine a place the Prophet chose to die in. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You walk into Masjid al Nabawi, and look, alhamdulillah, I'm fortunate that I take, you know, young guys, youth, and, and, and you walk into the Masjid. This is the Masjid that changed the world. Masjid al Nabawi is the Masjid that changed the course of history for life. Yet we walk into the Masjid, and Shaitan has left no stone unturned. You walk into the Masjid, again, I'm not speaking about halal and haram. And wearing all of the carpet, of the pillars, of the electric domes that open and close, and ah, oh, and people pull out their phones and look, Sheikh, and, and our hearts are connected, not to the Prophet wasallam, not to the land where Jibreel descended thousands of times. To bring down Quran, to speak to the Prophet, to help. No, 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 no. The hearts of the Muslims has gone where? Every time I go, someone asks me, Brother, how many pillars do you think there's in Masjid al-Nabawi? <laughs> so shaitan has left what? No stone unturned. And unfortunately, he's done the same with Ramadan. You might think, but brother, shaitan is chained up in the month of Ramadan. Let me tell you, my brothers, shaitan has been working 11 months. He actually needs the four weeks off. He's more than happy to take the month of Ramadan off. He's been winding you and up so long. You know, like there used to be a phase, the fidget spinner. You know the fidget spinner? The more you spun it, what happens to it? The more you spin it. Then when you let it go, it runs for longer. Habib shaitan's been spinning you and I for 11 months of the year. So come Ramadan, him and his mates, they're kicking back saying, watch this guy go, bro. <laughs> Boom. And you're gone for a six. Gone for a six. And wallah, it breaks my heart. It, 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 it boggles the mind. How has shaitan been so successful? In changing the Ramadan that the Salaf and the Prophet and the companions used to long for. To this, you know the companions, look, in Masjid al-Nabawi, in Masjid al-Nabawi, when Umar ibn al-Khattab came into rule, came into power, Umar ibn al-Khattab's time was like, it's known in our history as the golden era of Islam. That's, that's the peak. After the death of Umar ibn al-Khattab, it was just, things were never the same. So in his time, obviously Islam is growing. So now the companions came, pressure was there. It was necessary to do what? To expand the Masjid al-Nabawi. They had to do it. And, and, and you know, Umar ibn al-Khattab was one of those very specific people. You know, he used to monitor the hearts of, not only his heart, but the hearts of. Anyway, so now they've expanded the Masjid. It's a sign of growth. It's a sign of success. Imagine the Prophet's mosque. They've expanded it, money is coming in. Now the companions, they're debating amongst each other on who has the heart, who has the courage to go to Umar ibn al-Khattab and suggest, not carpet, not chandeliers, not electric domes, no, 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 who is brave enough to suggest that we should put some paint on the walls. So Umar ibn al-Khattab says, over my dead body, what was his delil? What was his thinking? What was the wisdom? He said, I fear that the color of the walls may, just may be a distraction and a fitna for the hearts of the believers. 
So you look at electric domes and you're in awe. Omar refused to paint the walls because he knew how sick our hearts were. How, just for the love of Allah, someone explain to me, how has shaitan turned the month of fasting into the month of feasting? Someone, please explain. The month of eating less has become the month of throwing food away. Not halal and haram, I'm not here to debate. The mashayikh here, I'm not a sheikh at all. I'm not here to speak fuck. But just think with me. How has the month of fasting, how has he been so successful into turning it into the month of feasting? Is it haram to eat? No, Allah, it's not haram to eat. But brother, I ask you by Allah, is this what Ramadan is about? You want to see the condition of the Muslims? Go to an iftar where the food is late. Bala Sheikh, Bala Balut, bro, where the hell is the food? Brother, wallahi, they've ordered the food. The brother's stuck in the car. Who's the hamar that's driving, brother? Doesn't he know? That's the condition. The month of, look, in the best of times, in the best of times, look, if you're, wallahi, if you're doubtful about me in any way, look, there's three, four mashayikh, come ask any one of them. In the best of times, forget Ramadan, in the best of times, the Prophet never in his life mixed two different foods together. In the best of times. Imagine what happened in Ramadan. Aisha radiallahu when she was speaking to her nephew Urwa, she takes an oath by Allah that we used to see the moon, then the moon, then the moon. Two consecutive months, two consecutive months, that's longer than Ramadan. Two consecutive months, she said there was no boiling, no cooking, not a single flame was lit in any of the nine houses of Rasulullah for two consecutive months. So Urwa asked, how did you eat? How did you survive? She said, Al-Aswadan, Al-Tamru, Al-Ma'. If Umar didn't want to put paint on the walls because he, lest it should be a fitna, what would have happened to the Prophet if he seen the way we deal with breaking our fasts? Explain to me how the month of fasting has become the month of feasting. Explain. Can you see shaitan all over it or not? There are foods that are only made in Ramadan. And we've accepted that. There are sweets, they're only made... Yani if you went on the day of Eid... <laughs> brother, you missed it. <laughs> Ramadan. <laughs> Who's behind it? Who's behind it? Yalla, keep you busy. Look, shaitan couldn't stop me from standing in front of the Kaaba. But he could take my heart and my eyes away to look at the clock. Shaitan couldn't stop you from fasting, but uksum billah, he's going to take every opportunity to distract you, man. Allah, let him feast, bro. Let him eat like monsters. Go to any one of these, you know, not last year, before my wife sent me buy bread. The day before Ramadan, I wasn't thinking, I thought, all right, I'm going to buy bread. I walked into the guy, I walked in, I said, brother, is there any bread? He looked at me and said, brother, what are you smoking? Bread? Ali Habibi Mahalu sesame seed. Nothing, nothing. Will they polish the shop? 
So I thought, well, Mahi, I thought, I said to him, brother, are you close tomorrow? He said, no, I'm open. Consume. Consume. Business owners prepare. Look, the Salaf prepare for six months for Ramadan. Trust me, our Muslim business owners also do the same. But they're not preparing like them. Yalla, containers. Containers. Shops open in Ramadan and then they close when? Uh, explain to me how the month of fasting has become the month of feasting. And trends, trends, it's not haram. Please don't come to me, brother. Are you saying, no, 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 it's not haram. But can you see shaitan all over it or not? So because uh, 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 breaking our fast wasn't enough, what did shaitan have to do? He brought out trends. A few years ago, we had this musibah that hit the ummah called the camel burger. Were you aware of it? Serious, Sheikh? Two minutes? How is that fair? The camel burger was the musibah that hit the ummah. Muslims in the thousands stood in rows. Brother, the camel burger. The camel. We became fuqaha. Brother, I heard if you eat camel, you need to make wudu before and after Mabarashu. It jannanit the area. Camel burgers jannanit the area. It's not haram. Wallah, it's not haram. But why in this month? Why was this the month that the ummah was obsessed with camels? Then when camels became the norm, what happened to the ummah? It became the D. When the D became the norm, last year it was the rabbit. Uqsam Billah, the Australian wildlife has become petrified of the month of Ramadan. Because no one knows who's on the menu next. No one, no one knows who's up next. Yalla, petrified. If it's not camels and burgers and donkeys and whatever we're eating, what well, it's cocktails on my bar. Again, wallahi, it's halal, it's not haram. But I ask you by Allah, is this Ramadan, bro? Is this Ramadan? And shaitan has fooled. And people love it, brother. Don't you like the nightlife? Don't you like the buzz? You know, my brothers, the nights of Ramadan are holier than its days. Did you know that? The nights of Ramadan are small, special, they're deeper. The best 10 nights of the year are in when? But the best 10 days of the, of, of, of the year are not in Ramadan, indicating that the nights of Ramadan are far more special. So what has shaitan done? What has he done? You know, have you seen, have you seen in our communities what has Ramadan become now? It's become this nightlife. It's become this, Wallahi, Lekemba has become the new King's Cross. Not King's Cross in the sense of the prostitution. No, 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 no. What do I mean by the new King's Cross? It's the place to be. You know, in the 90s, in the 80s, in the 70s. But if you, where, where do you go to party? You go to King's Cross. No, no. Now we've got the new King's Cross and it's called Lakemba. Heldon Street, Lakemba, Allahu Akbar. It's the buzz. It's the place to be. Is it haram to be there? Wallah, it's not haram. But I'm asking you, is that what Allah wants? We're complaining that the brother is leading 20 rak'at, but is this sunnah, how come that takes so long? But you're standing for 45 minutes to eat a donkey in a burger. <laughs> That's not a problem. It's not a problem. So the nightlife. And brother, you know, even the non-Muslims are in. Do you think the non-Muslims are coming because, wallah, they're learning about Allah? And we're fooled. And we're? And we're fooled. Yallah. The nightlife, the buzz. This is the Ramadan, brother. And look how shaitan, remember, all ye, what's he been doing? Yes, I come Ramadan, Habibi, he's kicking back and he's laughing. Look at the fools. And we're not fools, my brothers. We're honorable people. 
please, please see shaitan all over it. Don't take part in these places, men. Don't fall for these trends. Our women, our women who we complain, oh ye, our women, have some rahma, have some rahma. Simple foods, man, simple foods. Anything, wallah, anything you can put together in an hour, hour and a half tops. Some soup, some, anything. Sure, anything, brother. Brother, I've been fasting all day, brother. Look, look, again, you know, as men, it's funny. But these women who, brother, the, so how do they spend their Ramadan? How? Sure, cooking, bro. Wallahi jnoon. Wallahi jnoon, jnoon. You know, like if you're not Arab, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with this food? It's called waranib. Anyone here familiar with it? Again, I'm not, this is my personal opinion. I'm not saying this is deen. I believe this is the food of shaitan. Definitely, bro. Wallah, if it was up to me, Wallah, if it was up to me, I'll make this food haram. I'm not saying it's haram, remember what I'm saying. But just the idea, why, why? I'll tell you this food, it's an amazing food. It tastes beautiful, absolutely, why? But because it's satanic, it's beautiful. So this food, how does it work? I'll tell you how it works. If you're Lebanese, you know what I'm on about. So what happens is, our wives, they call six, seven of their friends to come over. Six, seven of the friends. These are the people who don't have time for Quran. We don't have time to fix our tarawih. We don't have time to fix our tajweed. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. But the rajal of the house, brother, he needs to eat what I need, brother. So, okay, so, so now she calls seven of her friends. And seven of her friends, they come over for the subhiyyi. Have you seen the subhiyyi? That's amazing. Yeah, six of us, they all come down. They grab these vine leaves with this um, meat and this uhad, but a four, five hour backbiting, slandering session. So seven hours, seven hours, seven times or whatever, four, five times seven people that are sitting. Look at the wastage. Look at the wastage. Six, seven hours, we had a diva, we had a Then when it's done, then when it's done, depending on which family you talk to, some of them, they're more old school, they cook it. Sometimes it's cooked on low cooking. Sometimes, I know this is a bit extreme, but some, up to 48 hours cooking. 48 hours of the time of the believer in Ramadan. Why? So him and some of his friends come for tour time and wallah mashallah kalna wara'anib brother. Can you see? Can you see shaitan or not? And here's the other dilemma. Tell your wife this year there's no cooking Ramadan. Wallahi but foot bhala but foot bil hitan. Yeah, what am I gonna do? Because we don't know anything else. Like, like what do we do? And this is Ramadan for us. So brothers complain always. And inshallah, he said two minutes, 15 minutes ago. So forgive me, Shaykh, for life. Forgive me, but I'm trying to make up for last time. They didn't give me time. <laughs> I said I was going to get him back. I'm going to wrap up with this, yeah? So brothers always tell me what? Brother, have you noticed how Eid, Eid doesn't have the feeling anymore? Eid doesn't have that feeling anymore. I say, Wallah, brother, where's the feeling going to come from? Where? 
you and I, we've been eating and feasting and partying 30 nights of every... We've been eating out for 30 days. You've been having hello and sweets and argili and my cousins and my tata and my amma and my khala for 30 days. Yes, I come Eid. What feeling are you expecting, brother? What feeling are you expecting? Come Eid. What do you expect? There's no, there's no celebration for you. You've been partying for a month. You've been partying for a month. Look, honestly, what do you expect to feel? Guess who Eid is really for? The guy that hasn't had a single invitation. He's been doing his maghrib in the masjid, breaking his fast. He's here for Isha, praying his tarawih, monitoring. And he freshes himself for 30 days, 30 days, eating little, trying to push and push and push and push. Yeah, when the day of Eid comes, and he hugs the brother that's been praying for 30 days next to him, and he's, you know, his eyes tear up, and he, there's that moment. And do you think Allah accepted us, brother? That's Eid for the believers. What's Eid for you and I? Wallah, Eid is the ugliest day in my calendar. Wallah, it's the worst day in my... It's noon. It's noon. I have to go to the masjid and look good. My uh, abaya has to be ironed. You know, my wife had a heart attack that I came today and I didn't iron my abaya. Right? She freaks out. So now I have to go home. You've just done, you know, you've just done the last 10 days of Atikaf. Now you've got to run home. My, you know, my abaya has to be ironed and I've got to look good. Okay, fine. But Muhammad, you know, you've got to take your son. It's Eid. We need to teach him. Ya Allah, So now I've got to drag this kid who has no idea what's going on. So now I've got to come to Eid. Stand like, yeah, Baba. Allah, 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 So now I've got to stand there, right? Now I've got to stand there. I've got to give salam to the whole masjid, which is fine and I enjoy it. But guess who's waiting for me at 8.30 in the morning? So now I gotta rush to my mum's home. Now I have to rush to my mum's home, and of course the kids—they look like they've all walked out of catalogs, bro. The Louis Vuitton, the See, we think it's funny. We think it's funny, but look how Shaitan is all over it. So now my kids have to look like they're picture perfect. Utaba, six kids, and the Taraga van, and three of them in seats. Allah, I wanna kill myself, bro. By the third house, by the third, like Yalla and Abu What the hell is that, bro? And that's my Eid. That's my Eid. That's my Eid. Go to house to house and let's look amazing. Let's look amazing. And you're telling me, brother, how come I don't feel anything in Eid? Wallah, Samhuni, I don't know how. How did we get here, bro? Zakwa Khairan. Don't waste this Ramadan. Jazakallahu Khairan. Our beloved brother, Muhammad Hablas. He's a one of a kind. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect him and bless him. And subhanAllah. The fact that we are laughing, this is...